to the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 15. 2 Chronicles, chapter 15. Amen. It's a very um, unpreached from book, amen, but yet there are some powerful truths in 2 Chronicles, amen. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st, 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles. 2nd Chronicles chapter 15. When you have it, please say amen. Amen. 2 Chronicles chapter 15, starting at verse 1, you will find these words. Now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time, Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without Long. But when in their trouble they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. And in those times there were no peace to the one who went out, nor to the one who came in. But great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the land. 
So nation was destroyed by nation and city by city. For God troubled them with every adversity. But you be strong and do not let your hands be weak. For your work shall be rewarded. This afternoon, I want to talk to you from the thought, the church of the missing God. The church of the missing God. In our series of lessons on the mind, the making, and the ministry of Jesus Christ, we have found ourselves in the sixth chapter of Matthew dealing with the manifesto of the king, also known as the Sermon on the Mount. The manifesto of the king is his wishes, his, his rule, his requirements of kingdom citizens. Amen. Amen. If you are going to dwell in the kingdom of God, you're going to be in the presence of the Lord. There are some things we ought to be doing. And so we find ourselves today in the second book of Chronicles. Amen. Chapter 15 of the Old Testament. But I contend today that this text is not very far from Matthew chapter 6. Because in the days of Jesus, folk were doing whatever they wanted to do then too. Amen. Amen. But piercing the veil of it all comes the king. But in this Old Testament scripture, amen, there is a serious issue in the nation of Israel. By this time in the chronicles of the biblical um, testament, if you will, amen, there had become a split between Israel into a northern and a southern kingdom. It should not have ever been this way, amen, if the children of God, the leaders, had have been obedient, amen, but they were not. And there are consequences to sin. Amen. amen. As Sister Butler says, you can choose the sin, but you cannot choose the consequence. God had told Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, through wise counsel, how to operate as the leader of the kingdom of Israel. How to lead the nation, but Rehoboam was stiff-necked and hard-headed. Amen. He refused to listen to the wisdom of the elders, and he went to his own young contemporaries and tried to lead the kingdom by their wisdom. And what ended up happening is he ended up splitting the kingdom. Splitting the kingdom to where there's a southern kingdom and a northern kingdom. The northern kingdom called Israel, the southern kingdom called Judah. So we find here in our text, amen, that the spirit of the Lord has came to a particular prophet, a son of Oded, and his name is Azariah. How many of y'all know that in the midst of chaos and confusion, amen, the spirit of God can still come and speak a word. Amen. So the spirit of God came to the prophet, amen. 
But we, we see the Holy Spirit at work. Amen. And the Spirit, the Spirit speaks expressly to Azariah concerning the leadership of the kingdom of Judah. Because Asa was the king of Judah. The text goes on to let us see that he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. In the southern kingdom, there were only two tribes, and it was the tribe of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin. There was a speckling, if you will, of northern kingdom people from Simeon and some of the Levi and some of the other groups within the southern kingdom, but it was majority, it was Judah and Benjamin. So Jeremiah had said to the people through the unction of the Holy Spirit that Israel was in whoredom, amen. But he said, and your sister, that treacherous Judah, watched you go into it, amen. And so right now, Judah has a good king, amen. Judah has a king that has a heart for God, and his name is Asa. So we see in our text that the Spirit of God speaks expressly through this prophet to Asa and says, the Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. The Bible says, and God says himself, I am the Lord and I change not. Hebrews chapter 13 lets us know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The manifesto of the king is still working the same way it worked here. God is looking for some folks who want to see him. Amen. God is a gentleman that if you don't want him, he'll let you go. He says, if you forsake me, then I will forsake you. But I'm going to let you make the decision. You can either seek me or forsake me. And then based on your response, then I'll respond to you. So it's prudent for the saints of God to always remember that God is a gentleman. And if you want to go away from God, God will let you. Amen. And all of the repercussions that come with that. Amen. And we're looking at a nation with a king. And I believe God will bless nations of this world today if they seek him. But he'll also let them onto their own devices if they forsake him. We are in a crucial time in our own culture, in our own nation. Amen. Amen. Seems like everything seems to be going the way of the devil. Our leadership is helping drive us into a place of evil and iniquity. Amen. They are celebrating things that are ungodly and unrighteous. Celebrating transgenderism, celebrating homosexuality, celebrating all of this crazy stuff. Amen. That is anathema to God. God is not interested in any of this. At one point hearing our leadership saying that they are proud that we're not a Christian nation. How crazy is that? But we're living in that time. Amen. 
Amen. And Israel was living in a time just like that right here. Because let us look at our text a little closer. Verse 3 says, for a long time, Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. Now, let us unpack this text. Because the reality here is there are some things being said, but some things not being said. First of all, he didn't say that they were without a God, but he said they were without the true God. One of the problems that Israel had at this time is that they were committing whoredom with all kinds of idols. That's what Jeremiah was preaching when he was preaching to them about that is because they had attached themselves to other gods, little g. And I contend to us today that our nation has attached itself to other gods. But it gets even worse. The text says they were without a teaching priest. It doesn't say that they were without religion. Doesn't say they didn't have synagogues. Didn't say that they didn't have temples. But they were without a teaching priest. See, the problem with this text is that they had a form of worship that was going on, but it wasn't worshiping the true God. And the true God was saying to them, if you won't worship me, then I'm going to forsake you. You have forsaken me and I'm going to leave you. The worst thing to ever happen to a people is when God says goodbye. The Bible says in Ezekiel that Ezekiel saw a vision and he saw the spirit of God going to the east. God was going bye-bye because the people's heart was hard and they wanted their own way. They weren't interested in the things and the commandments of God, but they wanted things to go their way. So God says, you want to be on your own? I'm going to let you be all on your own. There was no teaching priests. So people were having assemblies But the word was not going forth. They had priests who were speaking words, but it wasn't the truth about God. They were teaching, but they were teaching apparent doctrine. They were false teachers. Amen. So everything was in chaos because they didn't have the true God. It is the church of the missing God. And I contend with you today that there are many churches that are open that have names that appear to be the name that is tied to God, but God is not in their midst. Because the Bible says that Jacob was in this place. And when he realized that God had been there, he said the presence of the Lord is here and I didn't even know it. And it's interesting how he said that. He said the presence of the Lord is here and our pastors didn't know it. But you know God is everywhere all the time. But 
His presence, his manifest favor only shows up in the presence of those who desire him. So there are many churches open up in the name of Baptists, in the name of Methodists, in the name of Pentecostals, name of Church of God in Christ. There are many churches open, but they don't have a teaching priest. And in their midst, they have a church, but it's not the church of God. When you have a church of God, you will have the presence of God in the place. You will have a teaching priest who preached the authority of scripture. Amen. A healthy, well-balanced church has prayer, praise, and the proclamation of the word. The truth. Amen. But God is not going to put himself in a place where someone is teaching about him and they're teaching about him falsely. He will not be in their midst. And that's where Israel is at this point. They don't have the true Lord God in Israel. They have no teaching priest. And because of that, they're without the law. I said at other times, we look at our law enforcement environment, amen. We look at what we have, amen, and we say there's some corruption in the place, amen. But I ask the next question, what if we had no law enforcement at all? You think things are bad now? They'll be a whole lot worse in that day. It'll be bedlam and confusion and chaos and, and just everybody doing whatever they want to do. Because for as flawed as our law enforcement is, God still has their hand on them and they are still performing a function to keep things in order. Amen. But in this text, it also says they were without law, which means they were out the word. Amen. The law were what they, what, governed themselves by. Amen. They were without the law. Amen. So their governor was off because the indicator of whether or not they were on target or off was shut down because there was no teaching priest in the nation. It's a sad day when God has not a teaching priest to teach his folks about the law, to teach his folks about his commandment, to uphold the authority of his word. Let's see what happens in a place like that. Let's look at our text. But when in their trouble they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. It's interesting that he puts this verse where it is, amen. Because it's almost as if he puts something that comes later before the other things have occurred. Because when we look at verse 5, and in those times there was no peace to the one who went out nor to the one who came in. But great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the land. When there's no word, no true word of God, no teaching priest, chaos ensues. Folks had personal chaos. Folks had family chaos. Folks had relational chaos. 
They had chaos on their jobs, chaos in their home. Everywhere they went, in and out, it was nothing but chaos. There was trouble on every hand because the word of God was not going forth. That's why it's crucial to have someone who is called by God, who believes in God, anointed by God, and who's committed to God's word to preach the word of God because out of God's word comes order. Without his word comes chaos. Amen. Amen. And so in order for a church to be all that it needs to be, amen, the word has to go forth. It can't be a place of loosey-goosey euphemisms and whatever makes folk feel good. Tired of hearing feel-good sermons just to to twinkle and and titillate itching ears, amen. We need a word from the Lord. That's why we're in the predicament we're in, amen, because there's too many prosperity preachers and there's too much feel good this and feel good that. Sometimes we need to be confronted about our sin, amen, because we need to be cut on sometimes. We need to be corrected sometimes. We need to be directed sometimes. But Israel didn't have a teaching priest. There was no law and chaos was everywhere. Amen. But the text goes on, amen, to let us see that so nation was destroyed by nation and city by city. For God troubled them with every adversity. Let's look real close here, verse 6. When there is no teaching priests in the land, national uprise occurs. Amen. Nation against nation, city against city. There were city, there were municipalities, there were counties, there were states, there were nations fighting against one another. Chaos is everywhere. Because the true God was not in Israel. Israel and Judah were to be beacons of light, of hope to those nations around them. Remember that the covenant that God made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was through them that all nations would be blessed. But because Judah and Israel had become disobedient, especially Israel, now there was a problem. There was a problem because the teaching priests were no longer there. The true God had left the building and went east. Amen. And now everything is all torn up. That's what happens when the church is not the church. So it's a time to call the church to be who she is. To get back to the fundamentals, to get back to the foundation of the word of God. To preach in season and out of season. To rightly divide the word of truth. Because the world needs to hear the truth. They don't need to hear some feel good stuff. Some stuff that makes them feel good. And it's not grounded in reality. Amen. Sometimes we need to hear some bad news too. Amen. To shake us up and rattle us a little bit. So we can see that we've gotten off course. There is encouragement in the word. God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. But if you forsake him, he'll forsake you. Amen. He doesn't mean that he's going to ultimately leave you alone, but he'll leave you to your devices. 
And I'd rather be left to God's devices than my own. See, I know how evil my own thoughts can get. And left to my own devices, I can, can create all kind of devastation and destruction. But praise be to God because of his grace and mercy that he holds us in our minds. He holds us in our hearts and he doesn't let go. Amen. And so when we look at this text, we realize that there's a mandate. There's a responsibility for the church to be the church. We can't go out into the world and live any old kind of way. We can't go out there and act like we're in the world when we're out there in the church when we're here. We've got to be authentic and the same wherever we go. Because we're like the sergeant at arms to the world. They'll get all out of control when we're on our jobs and we're in different places and we know this. But we need to show up and be the light into that darkness. Amen. Because the light will dispel the darkness. But if our light is up under a bushel basket, who will be the light of the world? So I know there's a pressure on us to conform. We just want to get along. But I contend there is a worse ramification to trying to get along, and that is the world goes to hell in the handbasket. Because the church won't be the church. The church of the missing God. We, we look at our text, amen, and, and we find that the Lord encourages the godly ones. He encourages King Asa and those who seek after the Lord. The text says that, but you be strong and do not let your hands be weak. For your work shall be rewarded. Saints, it's not easy serving the law of God in this world because our culture is anti-God. But the Lord says through this prophet that we should not become weak but be strong. I am concurrent by God's word that he who is for us and he who is in us is greater than he is in the world. It may be difficult sometimes, but if you stand strong in the Lord, you shall be rewarded. Keep on fighting the good fight. Stay the course. Because in a little while, it's all going to be over. Even though we may be going through a sifter. Getting out them old weevils. When it's done and over with. We'll be pure flower one day. So keep on serving the Lord. Keep on being true to his word. Because there's a little boy here. And a little girl there. There's a 
over there who needs to know about the good news of Jesus Christ. There's somebody right now who's living in, in sin who has run out like the prodigal son and needs to hear a word from the Lord. They need to hear that Jesus died for their sins. One Friday evening on a hill called Golgotha's Hill. He shed his blood for you and for me. And that's not the end of the story. That if you believe in this Jesus, he was buried in a borrowed tomb. And three days later, he got up with all power in his hand. He lives and he's not dead. And he wants to live in you. We've got to be the ones who go out into the world and be the church of the living God instead of the church of the missing God. We need teaching priests. We need witnesses. We need ambassadors who will tell a dying world that Jesus still saves. We need somebody to go out into the world and tell them that Jesus demonstrated his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. We need some folks to go out into the world and tell boys and girls, men and women, that no matter how low you've gone, Jesus can always pick you up. We need to be them ones that the Bible says that are witnesses to Jerusalem, are witnesses to Judea, are witnesses to Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. You have been uniquely qualified and anointed to be those in the world. That one of these days, the master is coming back to take account of our stewardship. He's going to see how faithful you and I have been. And we don't want the Lord to come back and find that we have been unfaithful. Because one of these days, the trumpet shall sound. One of these days, the sky shall roll away. One of these days, we shall be caught up in the air in that great coronation. And we want to be those whom the Lord has found faithful. Amen. 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 The doors of the church are open. Praise the name of the Lord. This is a time when if there's anybody here who hears the word of the Lord knows that their relationship with God is not where it should be may not have a relationship with God at all today is the day of salvation the Lord says come as you are just as you are while the blood is running warm in your veins the Lord has already paid the price it won't cost you nothing 
Jesus has already paid it all. You can come today. Salvation is right now while it is yet today. If you are one that you feel like your relationship with God has been strained, amen. You can come today. We can pray with you. We can, whatever you need, amen. We are here as a body for one another, amen. But let it be today. Because tomorrow is not promised. Let it be today. Well, The defining or redefining, amen, of marriage, amen, amen, that we go to God in this. And for those of you who have internet access, if you would, go to defendingmarriage.org, amen, and let your voice be heard as well, amen, amen, amen. If all hearts and minds are clear, let us stand for our benediction, amen. Where he leads me your name, Master, once again for another day's journey. Lord, thank you for waking us up early this morning and starting us on our way. Lord, thank you for giving us a heart and mind to come out to the house of the Lord. Lord, thank you for the things that we have seen and heard on this day. Lord, thank you for your word, Master, for with it we are fed. 
Lord, thank you for a full nourishment today, oh God. And Lord, help us to be better Christians than when we first came in. Lord, help us to be those shining lights into the darkness that men, women, boys, and girls might know the way to true salvation. Lord, help us to be those who seek you, oh God. Lord, help us not to, to be forsakers of you, Lord, that you forsake us. Lord, we need your presence in everything we do. Oh God, we need your anointing freshly on a daily basis. Lord, because we want to be all you would have us to be, oh God. We want to love one another, Lord. We want to serve you, oh God. We want to love those who are on the outside, Lord, that they may be on the inside. So Lord, thank you right now in the name of Jesus for what you've already done. Lord, bless our vacation Bible school. Bless our families. Bless our church, oh God. Lord, just shower down blessings from on high. Lord, as we prepare to give, oh God, Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, Lord, that you allow us to give with a cheerful heart. Lord, allow our leaders who manage our money to manage it properly, oh God, and seek your heart in all that we do. Lord, you know what we need, Master. You've heard the cries, oh Lord, for our vacation Bible school. You've heard the cries for our air conditioning, and you've heard the cries for our musician, oh God. Lord, we want you to send us what we need. And Lord, we're going to be patient with you, oh God, because we want what you want for us so that we can be all you would have us to be. Lord, don't let us go before you. Lord, let us stay behind you and let you guide us all the way. Lord, we ask these things in the blessed name of Jesus and the whole church saying, Amen. Please be seated and obey the ushers.